Sorry, but I have to. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, what the heck? Once more from the top. Four-finger discount, dude! Welcome to Four Finger Discount, proudly brought to you by popculture.com.au. I am Dando. I am Mitch. We're back in the podcast studio, aren't we, Mitch? Feels weird being in here. That's been a while. I've been getting used to sitting at the table. Yeah, it's, it's nice to have a bit more space, doesn't it? But the problem is, I feel more like... More space... Oh, sorry, out there, yes. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a bit of an echo. People haven't been complaining well, no, about it. No one's mentioned anything. Well, when the, for the first couple of episodes we did out there, I actually went through meticulously and... Yeah, well, you probably cared too much over something that no one had noticed, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yeah, no. But this is the final podcast review-wise, isn't it, Mitch? It is. Uh, we've, we've recorded a Christmas special that is yeah. going to go up. And that uh, was fun, wasn't it? It was. Um, completely different thing. I mean, I think we spoke about The Simpsons at some point, but um, it's going to be a lot of fun for you guys when you get it out. We've got uh, Ash and Nicola featured again. There's, I don't know, what else did we talk about? Pretty big announcement was made during the podcast. It was pretty much the just them. There's a huge announcement upcoming. <laughs> yes. That's all I can say. Yes. All, it- all I will say is... Make sure you're listening next week on Christmas Day. Yes. For some like holy fuck. Well, news. actually, no. So it's going to be going up on Christmas Day for patrons. Oh, okay. And it's going to be going up next Thursday, the normal day, for the rest of them. Or do you want to just put it up? Oh, so Christmas Day. So is it's going to be. It's it? going to be. A, yeah. So okay. it's going to be a Christmas exclusive yeah, for okay. the patrons. Yeah, yeah, yep. As a all thank you right. no, for fine. all their support yep. over the year. Yep, that's fine. And then it'll go up as our normal episode yes. on the Friday. Yes. So what's that going to work out to be like? Like an 20, end of year special. Twenty eighth, twenty ninth, something like that yeah. of December. So make sure you're listening then. Or but pay, pay the two dollars and get access to pay it. Pay the two bucks and get access. Or should, pay, we, should we make it available to all one dollar patrons just because it's Christmas? Yeah, special? it's Christmas Day. Anyone that's on Patreon, um, but patrons, please do not spoil the news. No. So until it has gone on the live feed, no commenting. Nothing because at all. We, ne- we just just for the effect, we yeah. need everyone to hear it as they hear it. No one likes spoilers, do they? No. Have you ever had a movie spoiled? I've told you that I had um, the first oh, season of Dexter. Dexter, Dexter yeah. spoiled two or three episodes in. We've been livid. (laughs) Yes, I still am. Nacho, yeah? Yeah, Nacho. I know you're listening. (laughs) We're here to review Round Springfield, a very emotionally driven episode, isn't it, Mitch? Deals with death, Dando. The first death. With motherfucking death. The first death of a major character. Not a major character, of a recurring character. Of a recurring character. I I mean, B dies, and that's one thing, but B's old. And like, yeah, Grandpa... It was the first time we'd met her as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, Grandpa's lonely and all that sort of mm. stuff. But like, bleeding gums means so much to Lisa. Yeah. And and he dies when you don't think he's going to die. Like, you're watching this episode. Yeah. You don't see that coming. That's such a blind sucker punch that she comes running down in what is supposed to be a moment of joy true, yeah. is met with death. And it, it's beautiful storytelling. It's it, 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 it elevates. It's way beyond what should happen in a in a 20-minute sitcom. Yeah. I hope that when it originally aired too, they didn't uh, market it that say, guess who's going to die this week on the Simpsons. I really wouldn't imagine that they would. You don't think? No. I mean, A, I don't think they would have needed to. He's not that big of a deal. Oh, but 
They did it. In no, the but I mean, seasons, they, they didn't need to fake hype in season six. People yeah, were watching exactly. anyway, so yeah. you don't need to tune in to find out who dies. It's just you know, on The Simpsons, Bart eats a jagged crusty yo, and you're yeah, like, well, that that's sounds true. hilarious. Yeah. I'll watch that. And it's barely in the episode at all. Yeah, that story isn't it. I remember it being more of a more of the episode, but I, like, oh, I, I didn't. For some reason, I thought there was a court case and everything, but no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just no. Hutz rocks up and gives him five hundred bucks yeah. instead of a hundred grand or whatever yeah. it was. What was your favorite moment from the episode? Crusty eating his own crusty-o, but the real one. A real crusty-o. <laughs> it's poison. <laughs> yes. Mine, you can't go past the ending. It's just, yeah. it's, as cliche as it is, it's just the way they handled that. It's fantastic. I think the way they handled a child dealing with death mm. was brilliant in this episode. Yeah. And and the adults around her dealing with it as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, Homer... Well, do they really care, though? Marge does. Homer, oh, try, Homer tries. Yeah, Homer yeah. tries. I mean, yeah. he fucks it up, but he really cares. And yep. when he first comes in, I, I choked up a little bit, like... It's a small touch, but even the fact that he's holding Maggie, like he's just mm. he's just being a father, he's holding his daughter, and he needs to go solve a problem for his another for another one. Yes, doesn't, but tries. I think it's it's quite a recurring gag now for Homer to try to fix something, mm. but just blow it. Overall, I think the episode actually balances that dynamic from start to finish very well. That whenever there's a serious moment, there's a gag that pays off just off the back of it. Homer with the hot dogs at the cemetery. Yeah, um, even. Like Bart dying, <laughs> virtually dying. Oh, like, yeah. and as Seymour and Superintendent Chalmers walk in, and then the snake goes by, and yeah. oh lord, like those sorts of things. were just it, it goes in one direction, swings you back into comedy, then goes back into sadness, back into comedy. But it feels very natural the whole way. Nothing ever felt jarring. It felt refreshing to not have a gag-filled episode for a change. Usually, the lesser mm. ones aren't gag-filled. Mm. Now it's time for the new name of Round Springfield. Round Springfield, the name is a play on, apparently it's a jazz reference and there's a jazz film. Okay. That's called Round something. Something around. I'll I'll look it up whilst you're telling me your new name. Well, my alternate title is also a play on, I think a novel actually. Okay. Um, But anyway, uh, The Old Man and the C Minor. Cool. I really like that one. It was called Round Midnight. That's what the movie was called. I've got three new names. Three? Feel free to hang shit on all three of them. (laughs) I've got now. This is a take on now. It's an old Buffy episode. It's the Buffy musical episode. Well, called, there's this beginning. It was called. <laughs> it was called Once More with Feeling. This one's called Once More with Bleeding. So it's Once okay. More. Yeah. I've got Between a Pog and a Hard Place. Okay. And the truth about Jazz and Pogs, as okay. opposed to Cats and Dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, th- yeah. No, I'll give you. I'll give you a pass mark on all three. Trivia for the episode. I'll kick things off this week. I've got five. How many have you got? Mm, also five. Okay, cool. I'll kick it off. Uh, yes, also five. Which page of the school charter does Mrs. K make Bart read to say that he can't... 14? Uh, page 6. 6, damn. Uh, how much were Hutz's legal fees? So, is that mathematical trying to work out? Yeah. Okay. So, percentage-wise, you mean? No, dollar terms. It would be 99,900... Nope. And... 50, no, 99,500. Idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> what are the names of the two pills that... Lunch Lady Doris tries to give the bar. Ah. Uh, Two animals. Was it like manic depressive moose or something? Mouse. Mouse. Uh, and hyperactive something or other? Uh, Bluebird of unhappiness. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the name of the school snake? Bit of an easier one. Oh, shit. I don't know. Oh. Lumpy. Lumpy. What ride did... Okay, so Krusty's trying to clear his name. Uh, the Krusty Land House of Knives. Yes, yeah. Was that one of your questions? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what colour suit was Blind Willie wearing? I'm going to say like a purple. Was purple. Yeah. And that's... <laughs> I really like that little non sequitur as well. 
You mean I've been playing an umbrella for 30 years? Why didn't anyone tell me? We all thought it was kind of funny. We thought it was funny. (laughs) (laughs) What does Homer have a tattoo of? Oh, Starland Vocal Band. Yeah. They suck. Yeah, what did, uh, Afternoon Delight was their big hit? Oh, don't ask me. Okay. I'll uh, tell you then. Afternoon Delight was their <laughs> okay. big hit. Um, what beer is a five-minute um, AA chip worth? Ooh, I know the moment. What is it? It's Pabst. Pabst. Okay. And finally, what is the slogan of the cemetery? A little subheading. Uh, come for the come for the funeral, stay for the pie. Stay for the pie. Correct. Alrighty, so that's trivia done now. Mitch, what should we be telling the people to go buy for Christmas? A stocking stuff, a last-minute Christmas shopping. Well, it's literally last-minute Christmas shopping yeah. because it's only a day or two away. But if you haven't bought it yet, please do yourself a favour and get Homer's Odyssey and Embiggened Simpsons Guide. Our Great reviews from... People. There have been. Yeah. Everyone's loving it. Like and it's so beautiful and thank you so much. If you are if you have read it and you've enjoyed it, tweet tweet us. Let we, us know. Yeah, we really love to get that positive feedback. It's so nice, guys. But our publishers demand that we ask <laughs> you <laughs> to go and buy yourself a copy and then one for the safe and one for the bookshelf and one for your dog. Maybe and um, there's a bit about Santa's little helper in there. How much we love dogs as well. I'm yeah, sure. exactly right. You can read that out to them and yeah. they'll enjoy that. They can um, chew on it even. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you could buy, uh, you could buy twenty and donate them to the local library. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, we should just be. do that. Ourselves. You should. Well, I don't know no. about that. <laughs> it doesn't count if we buy them. It yeah. doesn't count towards sales, but other people can. <laughs> And you were actually on the radio this afternoon, weren't you? I was. I was on the local radio on the Bay FM. Um, yeah. When I say local radio, like proper radio, yeah. still it's uh, it's commercial. Yeah, they're not all stereo, but they're they're big players. Or are they? they used to be all stereo. I'm not sure uh, if they still are. Maybe I think they might be something like that. I think everyone's owned by all stereo. <laughs> not the Disney radio. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, but, but yeah, this no, is no, your like, first pro- time on radio, and I had no idea. Well, it's my first my time bad. live in studio. Yeah. yeah. I've been on radio before on like phoners and I've done interviews and I've recorded one or two commercials, but let's not get too carried away with things. It's, it's not as glamorous as you think it is, isn't it? No, isn't I knew it? exactly what it would be. Well, the I mean, like, I've seen oh, studios. Oh, yeah, you've seen it. But <laughs> yeah. like, even the studio, you're like, this is commercial station? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, every... Well, when we went to do the community, like the community radio in Melbourne with Michael a little while, yeah. ago, like a year and a bit ago when we were up. Yeah, it's exactly like, the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, no different. <laughs> like Melbourne Uni Radio is the same as yep. commercial go- broadcasting out to thousands of radio. Yeah. But anyway, but that was a lot of fun. That was um, on the catch up in the afternoon. Uh, thank you very much to Roxy and Mark, Mark Holden. Mark. Not yes. the Mark Holden. <laughs> a Mark Holden. Touchdown, man. No. All right, before we get into review, just a quick word from our sponsor. Mitch, if I want some ribs, where should I be going? You should be going to Big Roddy's Rippin' Rib Shack. Yes. Up in the Brisbane, I believe. The Brisbane. Bris Vegas. Fantastic. Their website is BigRoddy'sRibs.com. Now, why should people be going there, Mitch? It looks delicious, doesn't it? For one, it's amazing food. It's got, like, just reviews like you wouldn't believe online. I'm yet to find anyone say a bad word about this place. We've had listeners write in and thank us for the fact that we put them onto the place. But not only that, listeners to our show will get 10% off the menu. 10% off food and drinks, including alcohol. 10% 10% which is off, fantastic. 10% off food and drinks simply by saying the code word, it's a secret. Yes, in your best Lenny impersonation. It's a secret. You'll save 10% off of your food and drinks bill. Big Roddy's Rip and Rib Shack in Brisbane. Go to BigRoddy'sRibs.com. Link in the description of this podcast. More to the point, though, it is just delicious food and you can take the whole family there. I just want to say about Rowdy Roddy, by the way, people are going absolutely crazy for it. We had uh, an Englishman who tweeted in who, like, England have lost the ashes. Why did you say Rowdy Roddy? 
It's Rippin' Roddy's. Rippin' Roddy. <laughs> Rowdy Roddy Peeper? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> anyway. I'm thinking of the wrestler, Piper. <laughs> I was thinking of Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, we had an Englishman who, you know, to drown his sorrows about the fact that the hashes yeah. are over, uh, went and enjoyed himself a delicious meal. Then we've had people tweeting from overseas, jealous about the fact that it's not here. Imagine that. People that are in America, where there is barbecue fucking everywhere. Yeah. Want to be at Rip and Roddy's. And we actually had someone tweet during the week saying, this better be good, four-finger discount. I'm going, this wasn't the English person, this was someone, someone else. else yeah. And then like 50 minutes later, brilliant. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, check them out. Alrighty, round Springfield. The original air date was April 30th, 1995. The chalkboard gag, nerve gas is not a toy. And the catch gag was the one where the sizes are reversed. So, Maggie's the biggest yep. and Homer is the smallest. The episode kicks off with Krusty mentioning how he's going through a sexual harassment suit. Yeah, like this is one of those things that you watch it now and it becomes accidentally relevant, a- irrelevant again. And the fact that Cosby's in this episode as well. well yeah, there's like a few little... Oh. It's like, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just amazing that this kind of... Sl- Simpsons, this aired, what, 20, 22 years ago? Mm-hmm. And it's still just as relevant now as ever. Well, sexual harassment never goes out of fashion. Exactly, yes, exactly. But it's just... This kind of thing, like every single day now, there's new celebrities. Have you seen who it was today? I think it was TJ Miller. He's a new one. TJ Miller? Yeah, he's, he, he got done today. I had Jared Hayne. Yeah, um, that's today as well. Yeah. yeah. It's never ending. Yeah. And the list will not stop, will it? No, I just hope, please, you know, please don't, please, Tom Hanks. If it, get, if it gets to Tom Hanks, I'm done. It's I'm done. No, Tom Tom's Tom's above that all. But let's get into the episode anyway, because around Springfield, it's a fantastic episode and we should be talking about it. So the episode kicks off, we said, with the crusty sexual harassment suit. And then a little bit of uh, what's the is it Miss No means no, yeah Miss No means no. Um, uh, if you, sorry, and then um, poor Mel, yeah poor Mel. I was gonna say that like the Krusty's eventual classic. It wasn't my fault. It was the Perkadan. Yes, but yeah, with Mel, it's like I invite all of my colleagues out to dinner, right? So Jamel, we've never spoken outside of work. <laughs> so much anger yeah. inside Show Mel. He's a very bitter, angry man, Mel. Hmm. Have, I, have you ever seen him happy? You must have been. No. Oh yeah, when he returns for Krusty special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could, I can imagine that exact conversation actually playing out on the set of House of Cards with like, um, the guy that plays Doug. <laughs> so, um, Kevin Spacey talking to some intern is like, no, 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 you've got it all wrong. I, I, I do this with everyone, right? <laughs> and then just yeah, Doug, you've never once returned my phone calls. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Marge then questions Bart on a test that he has coming up. So they're sort of. Setting up this, planting the seed that Bart's going to try and fake it to get out of the yep. test. So he then eats the metal O from the crusty, what are they call crusty? Well, crusty O's, aren't they? Crusty O's, yeah, yeah. it's the metal O. And they, they all think he's faking it. But mm. Lisa, also another little uh, seed plant, mm. is the only one who believes him. Yeah. Lisa, when you get to be our age, you'll learn a few things. Like when a sign says, do not feed the bears, man, you'd better not feed the bears. What's with the bear on his arm? Well, I guess when you do feed the bears, they think food's coming from you all the time. But it's like... I, what, I assume the, that... took the bear home with him? No, well, the bear, the bear just came home with him. <laughs> okay. Like, once he ran out of delicious honey, he went, well, I'm, I'm sticking around with you, and then there's no honey, I'm still hungry, I'm going after the arm. Yeah, so, but Bart is genuinely sick because he's just eating a piece of metal mm. and it's just yeah, like killing that, his insides. Uh, yeah, 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 that's going to rip you apart. Yes, definitely. <laughs> but no one believes him except for Lisa. But he goes to school and Bart is pleading to Mrs. K, please let me leave class, I can't do the test. What does he say? I've done failing the test, can I please leave yeah. now? <laughs> She makes him wait for a moment or two, just being cruel. Nail file. But you can understand why she wouldn't believe him. Yeah. And what, what is he? This is where we get the uh, the page six of the charter. You'll be in trouble if I die. Yeah. No, we won't. 
Then he goes to nurse's office and it's yep. now... Turns out to be lunch lady Doris due to budget cutbacks. Well, the prisoners didn't really work for him, did it? Obviously not. It was just no. last week. They disappeared yeah. very quick. Yeah, exactly. And we just get the gag with the snake and whatnot yep. and all that other stuff. And he, we get... He passes out. We also get Willie. Oh, like, yes. Like, this is another this is one. iconic, yeah. Yeah, an iconic moment, but you'd struggle to place the episode well, that I thought it, comes it was last. I thought it was last yeah. week's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Bonjour, you cheese-eating surrender monkeys. Apparently that gets used in like, it's in the Oxford Dictionary or it's in Oxford something. What? Cheese-eating surrender monkeys? I, I will find it. It says it's in o- two of Oxford quotation dictionaries. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't, I don't know what a quotation dictionary is. Yeah, I actually. Sorry, I've never even heard of a quotation <laughs> dictionary. Have I. It's a whole new world. Is it movie quotes? That'd know. be cool. I'm gonna find out. There's a PDF. Um, it's a Jesus. First published in 1941. It's literally just a a, a book listing short quotations that are common in English language and culture. Are these two. Are ne- this is in two of them. Cheese eating surrender monkeys. It's a great line, though, isn't it? Look at images and see if I can find. Bonjour. <laughs> it's amazing. Anyway, I will continue. They're now at the hospital and they're in the theatre, and they're all like Homer's happy with the kick-ass seats that he's got. He's going to be able to watch it, have a good view of it all. Doctor Nick just fucks everything up, though, doesn't he? Yeah, I was a little taken aback to see Doctor Nick working alongside Doctor Hibbert. Yeah, because he to be what, honest, the, because they normally connected to the blue thing. He didn't have Hibbert in the room, did he? No, because they went to Doctor Nick. Yeah, so you always go Hibbert. to yeah. You like you go to Nick because you can't afford the good that guy. Is odd. Yeah, how did he get a gig there? Mm. But I suppose he was working at that hospital in Twenty Two Short Films as well. Yeah, okay. So maybe there's been a bit of crossovers. Like they might not always be together, but sometimes, um, it's like Mash where you've got Hawkeye and oh oh God, I've gone blank. What was the other one's name? And what BJ? No, the bad one. The, the guy that liked Hot Lips. Oh, Winchester. Oh, Frank. Frank, yeah, yes, yeah. that's right. Who was replaced by Winchester. Yeah, but yeah, yeah how, like if you were a dead soldier coming in, you don't want to be under Frank's hands. No. <laughs> you want to be on You're Hawkeye's. you dead. You want to be on Hawkeye's table. <laughs> that's actually, we could do that as an episode premise where Hibbert and, and Dr. Nick are in the same room. Hibbert fucks up and then Nick, he has to give Nick the job. To mm. sort of keep it undercover. I thought we were going to do an alternate reality where we we put them inside Mash, not not necessarily with they Mash. They go to war. They go to war. That'd be awesome. Hibbert and Nick in the four hundred seventy seventh. That's a treehouse of horror right there. That's an entire season right there. <laughs> Get Gene on the phone. <laughs> um, do we have his number? And I haven't. I've got <laughs> I, his, I have his Twitter. Am handle. I not privy? <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> Well, it was once. You remember he tweeted him and he wrote back to you? Uh, yeah, I was. Yeah, but he wrote back very politely saying that, I'm sorry, but I can't write back. <laughs> that was basically <laughs> what the tweet was. Actually, you know a way that would make it really great? And the rights to this would be, well, I guess you do it as parody, so you don't need the rights. But have you ever seen the movie Pleasantville? No, yeah. I haven't. Okay, Should I? Well, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, you know, it's a decent movie. Um, but in Pleasantville, Tobey Maguire and I want to say Kirsten. No, not Kirsten Dunst. One of them. What's she, um, what else is she in? Maybe it's Reese Witherspoon. Sweet Home Alabama. Le- no, I, like, Le- as in, I, I know I know who each of them are. It's just that I can't remember which, yeah, which one, one it is, is in yeah. that. But I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Reese. In, in, in any case, um, they get sucked into their favorite 1950s TV show, and they like Last Action Hero. Thing. Yeah, kind of like Last Action Hero. So just do that with The Simpsons, where different characters, there's some like big blast of lightning or whatever, and different characters shoot off into different TV. Whatever they happen to be watching that night is what they're in. Well, they did a um, Trials of Horror like that, where Bart and Lisa get taken into Itchy and Scratchy. That was the Trials of Horror ten, I believe, nine or ten. Yeah, okay. I think it was the same episode. Remember the one where Homer gets Snake's hair? 
and it becomes Snake. And he starts killing people. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's it's right. the same yeah. Chaos of Horror as that okay. one. Yeah, it's just I'd love to see it as a long format. Yeah, it, it is Reese Witherspoon in Pleasant. Okay, cool. So Bart wakes up from surgery, and immediately Homer chokes Bart. I felt this was a little. It just didn't need to be there because Hibbert walks in, tells him off, and he just goes, "Okay, sorry." Mm. Yeah, I suppose. Um, but I guess maybe it's just one of those iconic things that you just wherever they had you, to get in. All yeah, the time. when when you find a moment, you get. It doesn't. It happens less and less, obviously, as the show goes, as the season goes yeah, on. Yeah, it does. I, I, would you be able to do it now? Um, you wouldn't get the people saying, "Oh, that's child abuse." No, when it's been such an icon for thirty years, yeah, you probably can just accept it. Yeah, yeah I guess. you wouldn't necessarily be able to introduce it in a new character now. But when it's been happening since the eighties, what are you mm. going to do? It's, that's not a good fucking excuse for things. Oh, we've been doing it for since the eighties, so it's fine. It is when it's not a real <laughs> child. Okay, yeah, that's true. Yes. <laughs> Like, it, it, it is a famous thing of who Homer is. David Silverman drew that thing about the Disney acquisition where yeah. he had Homer choking out Mickey. It, exactly. Yeah, like that's true. And Bart has never really displayed any ill effects or anything like that. No, he hasn't. Not at all. No. Bart then tells all the kids he's showing off his big scar and saying, I get to miss school because of this. All the other kids, oh, man, I want my appendix taken out. Have you had your appendix taken out? No. A lot of my friends have. I've never, touch wood, wherever it is, been in hospital. Really? Not for anything. Have because you of the touching wood? Yes. <laughs> Have you ever been to surgery? Um, I've had surgery, but for accidents. We had your eye surgery, didn't you? Oh, laser eye surgery. That was elective. Yeah, yeah. And that was like in and out in five minutes. Oh, okay. Um, I have been in an operating theatre for the, the, the gigantic gash that runs along the side of my head there. That, oh, shit. That Never scar. Never it. Um, I, I, uh, I was five-ish years old. I was running alongside a bench. There was a um, window pane that oh, was like laid no. down. And yeah, like corner of the glass went straight through. So... Holy that shit. That was like there, basically. So, so you nearly lost your eye. Could have, yeah. It was like, you know, probably two mil, three mil away from Ooh, going lucky. straight through my eyeball. Very lucky. Um, that went through to the bone. I had to go in for microsurgery oh, to stitch together disgusting. not just the skin, but also the flesh. Fuck. Um, but Wish I didn't ask. Like, <laughs> but, um, what else? I, I was in a car crash, so I, I woke up in the emergency room from that, but I didn't. That was fine. It was just yes. emergency room. They put me on painkillers and I walked home later that day. Um, but I've never been in for an illness, if that makes sense. I've been in because of accidents, not yep. because I've been sick. What I will say here, because the next scene is Lisa, where she seamlessly just sees uh, bleeding gums in the next room. Mm. The first act of this episode has nothing to do with Lisa, because they cut Correct. to commercial. So it's been, it's been a while since they've spent so long not on the actual story of the episode, but it's so seamless. Yeah, you're right. It is... Um so I guess the Bart story does play quite a key role in it because we plays a key earlier. role in leading into it. Like mm. it's it's one of the longer, it's basically one of the longer versions of we. Ha- this is our A story, and it go. Oh, this is what we think our A story is going to be, and then they pull Switch a U turn. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's, it's done very well. And we get the dot, yeah. dot cheeks gag, <laughs> and uh, I'm a little behind. <laughs> as childish as it is, it's just fun. I'll never get sick of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, it's the only my only. Great sadness in life is that because that joke was already done, then Robin Williams couldn't do it in Patch Adams. That would be amazing. <laughs> it would have been great. Come back from commercial, and Hibbert is checking on bleeding gums, and this is where we get the whole we've got a brother who's missing. Haven't we already done this? He's done this with um the when Homer's looking for Herb. Yeah, it was a different different. It was his brother. Who yeah, was saying this. Yeah, yeah, it was his brother who was in charge of the adoption agency. So his mum's been getting around, or had twins, or triplets. Oh, that was a well, bleeding gums isn't, couldn't be a triplet, could he? They're, I don't know, they're all about the same age, aren't they? Yeah, that's true. But it's sad to know that Bleeding Gums thought he had no family. Hmm. 
really he had two who were quite well off. Yeah, and Hibbert, he's got no family either. He's only got his family. Mm. You never see his brother and sister or yeah, anyone no. around. Then we get the... It's sort of like a... What I did like here though, but I think it might have been before the commercial actually, is for newer viewers, they actually had a little quick flashback to when Lisa met him in Moaning Lisa. Because a lot of people who met that have even watched the first season. Well, yeah, it was funny when I was watching that. I was like, does this... At the time, I was like, does this need to be here or not? And It does. It does in a... Well, at, at first, I was like, maybe it does to, you know, you establish some credibility for people that haven't seen the first season and like, oh, yeah, so this is a known character. But then I was like, why that particular moment of the flashback? Because there's not really anything overly hilarious about it or anything poignant. But then it pays off huge later on in the episode. Take the sacks, yeah. When... Well, not not even just about the sacks. After he's died and we see her crying at that same bridge. Oh, when she goes back to it. Yeah. That, that was a great moment. It was it? a great moment. And it's, and it's, it's only, only three seconds. It's only great because they put the flashback in. If they didn't, it wouldn't have that same payoff because yeah. you're trying to think back to something six years ago. That's true. Then we get a little bit of a montage of his career in jazz. Mm. The umbrella. Was that jazz? The umbrella is great. What I love so much about that is that he even opens it up like to suss it out. Yeah. And then like, this isn't a saxophone. It's an umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> we thought it was funny. <laughs> then he's doing oh, the improv poetry from Steve Allen. It's hilarious. <laughs> what is it? Uh, twinkle, twinkle, groovy cat. <laughs> How I wonder where you're at. Then he released Sax on the Beach. He's only LP. Mm-hmm. And then we get the... Oh, then he blows all his money on eggs. What are these eggs? Fabergé things? eggs. Yeah, what just, are they? They're just art. Okay. Yeah. I thought he was like eating one of them or drinking something out of it. No, I mean, like the joke is that, you know, it's alcohol or drugs or whatever it is. But yeah, no, it's just ex- an expensive egg. egg. <laughs> I'll tell you when I've had enough. When I've had enough. Sitting in an alleyway, <laughs> throwing them against a wall, just shattered Fabergé eggs all around. It's hilarious. <laughs> hey, kids, meet Grandpa Murphy. We have three grandpas already. This one's a great jazz musician. Oh, they all are. Oh, oh. You see, the kids, they listen to the rap music, which gives them the brain damage. With their hippin' and the hoppin' and the bippin' and the boppin', so they don't know what the jazz is all about. You see, jazz is like jello pudding pop. No, actually, it's more like Kodak film. No. Actually, jazz is like the new Coke. It'll be around forever. <laughs> they this all one's are. a great jazz. <laughs> this whole thing. I love this whole clip. Yeah. What do you like the most about it? Um. Well, I mean, obviously Cosby's... <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I love that Bleeding Gums Murphy doesn't have a word. Yeah, he just stands there. It just stands there. And there's at one point where he actually physically looks offset. Does <laughs> he like, really? Yeah, he's just turning his head. He's looking up and down. <laughs> Just doing nothing. <laughs> 1980s sitcom. Yeah. Other the jazz is all about. <laughs> it's very. It just reminds me of Eddie Murphy in Raw. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. I mean, it's my a, wife Camille. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's that pretty famous style of Cosby impression. Yeah, yeah. But then we come back to present time, and Bleeding Gums is making Lisa aware of just how happy he is that Lisa's come to visit him. He thought mm-hmm. he was happy, but now that she's visited him, he realised what he was missing. Yeah. Because she is essentially his only real family. Not that she's real, but she's the only she's the closest thing to family that he's got. Yeah. Which is really, really sad. This episode is quite sad. It, it's very sad and beautiful emotional. at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't... I don't... Yeah, beautiful is a better word for it. Like, I don't necessarily feel sad watching it, but it deals with sad themes. Yeah. We're watching the Krusty press conference where you mentioned about the people already decapitated when he got there and then he <laughs> eats the, <laughs> the real Krusty-o. Yeah. I just love that. They were decapitated. I contend they were decapitated before yeah. they entered the Krusty land. Um, 
yeah, as they all are. Yes. <laughs> Lisa is then getting ready for her recital. and Or she is ready. She's gone to visit him before she goes in there. She mm-hmm. didn't brush her teeth in preparation, just to be like him. Oh, Lisa, honey, music comes from what's in your heart, not what's on your teeth. Come on, let's jam. Have yeah. you ever been to a live jazz performance? Not a proper one, no. It's, it is really, really cool. When you get a band that knows what they're doing, it's very fucking sweet yeah. to just sit down and go... Like, uh, It's hard to even say exactly what you feel, but it just feels right. Yep. It's, uh, yeah. like what? It's one of those things that I can't possibly articulate, but I love it. I love being in that moment of creation and spontaneity and just, yeah. Chilling out, drinking a cocktail, and enjoying things. Nicola used to be in a jazz band. Did she really? Yeah, she plays the sax. I had no idea. She can play the sax, full on. Perfect. Well, I've got to hear that sometimes. I, I remember once, because uh, her mum her brought her sax over for one of the Christmases a couple of years ago, mm. and she played like the Star Wars theme on the saxophone. It's fucking epic. Oh, that's insane. Yeah. Good for her. I know. <laughs> and this is the moment as well where we get the first jazz man performance. Now, this is what I also love about the ending of the of the episode, and the, the, why it's my favorite moment. That her singing the jazz man is the Simpsons that does so well at teaching kids about pop culture. So I had yeah, no yeah. idea this was a real song until I was a bit older. Yeah, but this is a Carol King song. Yeah, and it's a fucking great song. I actually prefer the Simpsons version. I of prefer it, Lisa's version as well. But it's a Which fucking is... great song. But it's just amazing what the, how the Simpsons are able to teach kids in so many different ways. Mm. Um, it it is a really funny thing about how that can happen. That for whatever reason. Lisa's version is the one that... If I hear Carol's... Well, we should I'm say like, Yardley's version. Yardley's version, true. Yeah. Um, and I, I can only put it down to the fact that because her voice is slightly more edgy and raw, it's got... I think it's more it upbeat. Feels, and it, it, reminds feels you like of that, bit, it reminds you of the moment as well when I hear Lisa sing it. Yeah, there's probably that uh, tie back into your memory as well. But it's just some something... It's almost like a Bob Dylan style. Like, you go, yeah, that voice technically is not as good, but I'm feeling more from yeah. listening to it. The, the music's louder. Mm. So, so it's not a... The, the, vocal, a little, little the vocals are bumped up as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like more it's, upbeat. And, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. It's one of the best feel-good Simpsons endings mm. of all time. Yeah. I would, like, I would love a three-minute version of this song. Yeah, the full version, yeah. Barney then leaves his detox. Oh, well, everyone's listening to them uh, doing the song. Everyone loves... What is it? We get the... Uh, the heartbeat, like a like a music note, and then uh, Doctor Hibbert says, "I love jazz" in the stitches. Yep. The person, and then Barney leaves detox and enters retox. Yeah, yeah, which is a genius business idea. <laughs> <laughs> this chip's only for five minutes, but then this was. Can I say if yes. this was a Simpsons moment, like if this was a Simpsons episode being written today, would you have? Like, if I was in charge of it, I'd have Bubs in the background somewhere. Yeah. Or Jesse from Breaking Bad. I'd have someone in that detox center that is like a famous fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> famous fuck up. <laughs> Google famous fuck ups. Um, <laughs> just showing me a lot of Nick Nolte. Yeah. <laughs> then I think is this where uh, Bleeding Gum says to Lisa, "You've made an old jazz man happy." Yeah, and then he gives her the saxophone. Yep, amazing. This is one of the best moments of the whole episode, and I like to think that I might be looking in, looking into it too much, but I like to think that the writers. Knew that oh, Bleeding Gums knew he was going to die. Mm-hmm. So he did this as one last sort of gift because he didn't want to tell Lisa he was dying, but he knew he was never going to see her again. So this was his final farewell. Um, Probably, without, yeah. Without telling her. Not, didn't yeah. want, he didn't want to break her heart before the recital. Was, he knew yep. this is the last moment we're going to see her. I wanted to pass this on to her. Yeah, because, yeah, I'm not going to get another. Yeah, yeah that's, that's probably very true. And it, that's the sort of moment that if it was a 45 minute show, you'd probably get a little lingering shot of him contemplating that knowing that he's about to disappear but because you don't get that as I said that 
makes it so much more of a sucker punch that he is dead when she comes back. Yeah, definitely. The school band, because they're all getting their appendix taken out, there's only three left. Ralph with a flute up his nose, <laughs> Martin with a triangle, and Lisa. That's some good flute and boy. Nice flute and boy. <laughs> they sound terrible, as they would, only three people, but then Lisa takes over and this episode does a lot to really talk up jazz, doesn't it? Um, Whenever they actually mm. play the play jazz, everyone loves it. Yeah, like you've got as you, the whole thing with everyone dancing in be- in between, everyone in the audience um, loving it. Listening er- everyone, on the radio. Everyone around Springfield loves it on the yeah. radio, yeah. Um, I The one thing that I, I, I wrote during that scene, though, prior to her busting out the solo, I was like, who the hell boos kids? Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, that's As bad as they are. Brutal. They're your own children. Yeah. <laughs> Um, did you notice who was on the next night, by the way? Did you see this out the front? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who? Um, so, it was sp- like tonight, Springfield School re- uh, Recital. Yep. Little thing over it saying sold out um, tomorrow or next week, whatever it was. Barbara Streisand, tickets still available. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> She's so happy with her performance and how everyone loved it. She's rushing to see Bleeding Gums and this is, as you said, the second hmm. punch. He's passed away. And you just do not see it coming at all, do you? No, you don't. And I just realised how relevant, uh, how much of a um, callback that is to Mr. Bergstrom as well. Where in that episode, she gets permission to bring him around for dinner and she's all excited to come in and Miss Hoover's there dusting the chalkboard or wiping the chalkboard. Here she comes running down the hallway, looks into the hall and it's the same thing. It's just a nurse there adjusting pillows. And that same moment of... What the hell? Like, everything that I just knew to be true has been ripped away from me. And who the fuck are you and why are you in the place of the man that I love? Yeah, that is true. Yeah, it is very, very similar. So, she goes back home and she's very upset. She just can't believe what's happened. He he is her idol, her best friend, you could say. Mm. Even though she's only seen him a handful of times, I guess. Certainly idol, like, as she says. Musical. Yeah, musical idol. And life idol as well, like, you know. I feel like she could quite happily live a life of just playing in dingy jazz dives. Yeah. You know, making just enough to scrape by and that would do Lisa. That's her That's her happy. Yeah. yeah. And Homer comes in and we mentioned this before, he tries to comfort her but blows the whole thing. We'll just go down to the pound and get a new jazz man. <laughs> His original comforting though is really beautiful, as I said. And like Maggie giving the, um, the pacifier, the pacifier yeah, yeah. over and all of that. Well, as we say, the dummy. Sorry. Yes, the dummy. Um, <laughs> It, it's, it's like I said, just the acting from Dan is it's a beautiful moment. He brings his voice down, he softens the tone, and then leads into that joke. And it makes the and he's well, still saying it the same. He's, he's serious. He didn't exactly, realize it was a thing to say, which makes it so much funnier. Yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah. Just a perfect delivery of that the whole scene, but particularly that joke. And it was great the way Yardley says, "Oh, Dad," because yeah. she doesn't want to be angry at him, but she is. Yeah, you know, like, like you've like, just ruined it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she then goes to the treehouse, and Bart comes up. If it helps. I believe that after you die, you can come back as whatever you want. I'll be a butterfly. How come? Because nobody ever suspects the butterfly. (laughs) I didn't burn down the school. It was the butterfly, I tell you. The butterfly. He's crazy, boys. Get the taser. I think this is my favourite of all Bart's, like, destroy the school fantasies. Yeah. It's, it's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Skinner. It's one of my just favourite Bart fantasies, full stop. Yeah, okay. <laughs> a butterfly with a can of gasoline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just above their heads as well. <laughs> that would be a cool tattoo. 
Then grandpa, she goes to grandpa because why? She wants someone who's a bit more. Someone's a bit older. Yeah, a bit more. Someone who's got more life skills. Yeah, life yeah. skills. That's it. Yeah. Death, death stalks you at every turn. Death. <laughs> that's Maggie. And it, it's go, it becomes not funny, then funny again. Yeah. And even in the next scene, you see him in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great throwback. Just yelling at the bird bath, I think, from yes, memory. Yes, yeah, something yeah. like that. So, they're at the breakfast table, just before that. And Lisa, she just can't understand why she is so sad. Mm. She just doesn't know how she can fix this. How, how am I going to overcome this? She doesn't understand. Then we get grandpa. Then it's the funeral. And it's so... Must be so devastating for Lisa, who she loves this guy, she idolizes this guy, but no one made an effort. He's got no one. She's the only one there. And even Reverend Lovejoy couldn't even learn his name. Yeah, Blood and Guts Murphy. Um, then what's the? He says something. He says else. That it's she wrong she again. corrects him, and then he says it wrong again. Yeah, he just doesn't care. I love her rage here as well. Yes, it's yeah. no, it's not like a screaming at Lovejoy. It's screaming at the world. Screaming at the system, screaming yes. at everything that's fucking wrong at all. That like it's a crime that no one knows how great this is. Well, and the thing is, bleeding how gums. How great? Sorry, how great he is. Yeah, yeah. And bleeding gums. He didn't want much. He was so talented. But I guess he did get to sing the. He just uh, wanted his eggs. He did. He did get to sing the national anthem, but he sang it way too long. See, that's mm. where he blew his career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's such a good. You had one, one job, bleeding gums. <laughs> but the greatest part about that is when Lisa she stands there the whole time whilst everyone's sad and yeah. tired. Yeah, she's, she's just, just staying to attention. <laughs> Then we get the Homer. He's putting my kids through college. <laughs> Come back and Lionel Hutz has already settled the case. $100,000. And here is your portion minus my fees. And it's only $500. This is a great gag in the sense that a 10-year-old boy would be happy with $500. He wouldn't understand the yeah. 100000 in a re- in the real world. And then Lionel Hutz, let's get out of here. So, he made, he made a lot of money. Yeah, he did. And I assume that billiard uh, ball guy made a fair bit for his cut as yes, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then we get Bart imagining what he's going to do with the 500 all on black or all on red or whatever. <laughs> Put it all on red. Black. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, that even in his fantasy, he sad. loses and the women leave him. Yes. But he's wearing a sweet suit. <laughs> but he's sad in the fantasy. Come back. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa is then chatting to Marge about how she can honor bleeding gum. She wants to do something because mm. no one came to his funeral. He's just going to be forgotten if she no doesn't one knows do something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Homer just patronizes jazz people, doesn't he? Jazz. He just make it up as they go along. I could do that. Let's marry had a little lamb. Okay, then this. That's the same thing. You just replace these with twos. Oh! Marge actually suggests go to the local jazz station. Mm-hmm. Do we, we, I've never known of a jazz station. I know country stations, country music, um, jazz. I mean, you'd find them online, and I assume now in digital radio. But yeah, that'd be true. Not known of them in the Australian local FM band no, scenarios. No. There'd be a jazz on Foxtel or whatever. Yeah. But she goes there and pretty much... Cameron Daddo um, would host on a Sunday, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Would, yeah. Smooth, is that what he's on? Smooth, yes. <laughs> he's very happy to be here with all you all tonight. Hope you're all in front of the fire on this cold winter day. It's wonderful to be able to do this sort of program where I only need one thought every two hours. And I can say it as slowly as this. You think I'm talking to you right now, but really I... Uh pre-recorded this about three years ago in LA. Here's, it's just generic Cameron Dado. Here's Brittany Murphy with her latest. Looking forward to her new ones. Followed by Bublé and more Bublé. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so 
she goes to the jazz station and they can't do it. They're essentially a community station. They've got Another shit. Another Saturday has come and gone away. Sorry. They've got shit reach. They, I forgot it's Buble season. Yes, it is. We've got, talk about, we've got to talk about this later on. <laughs> Buble is one of the best live acts I've ever seen. Yeah? Buble's fucking amazing. Yeah, I am good. all for Buble. He seems like a good entertainer. I don't like that people are like, oh, Buble's just Christmas songs. No, he is so much more. Okay, we'll get to that. But they can't help it, as I said. But what I love here, Mole Man in the Morning. Hello. This is Mole Man in the Morning. Good Mole Man to you. Today, part four of our series of the agonizing pain in which I live every day. Lisa then goes to the comic book store to get a copy of the record because the guy at the station said, I will play it if you can get me a copy. Yep. We can't afford to buy one. Can we um, point out, by the way, or can I point out that that radio guy virtually is Harry Shearer? Yeah, he looks just like Like it's him. just drawn like Harry Shearer. Yeah, Harry Shearer in Airheads? Yeah. Yeah, with the curly mullet. Yeah, exactly. And... Credit to them. If anyone deserves to be drawn in true form on the show and then playing themselves, it's him. Interesting tidbit about Harry Shearer coming up as well. I'll get to that oh, I look forward to this. She goes to the comic book store to buy it. It's 250 mentions that he's dead, doubles it to 500 as all comic book store owners would. Can I side rail for a second? So we've got Hugh Jackman has the new movie, The Greatest Showman is coming out. Soon. Yes, yeah, yeah. And he's been doing a massive promotional run with Zac Efron. We're seeing this on television, by the way. Zac Efron's yeah. got a filthy moustache. I assume that's for the role, but... I'm having a hard the, time... Yeah, for the role, but why has he still got it? That's the thing. Yeah. I'm having a hard time reconciling the fact that Hugh Jackman, one of the most lovable people in the world, is hanging out with someone that just seems like he would... Uh, I want to come up with a new expression, but I'm just going to go with drinks his own bathwater. Look at the way he's standing. You just know it, don't just you? Just look at that face. Next to Hugh's face. But I Look ask- how casual Hugh is. And Zach just doing that. I'm just going to hold my watch up a little bit so the camera can get it. And did you, that is true. Yeah. Look, look at the ring on my pinky finger that I'm just going to hold out a little bit and extend as I scratch my chin to make it look like I've ever had a fucking thought in my head. In saying that, though, if you looked like him, wouldn't you do the exact same thing? <laughs> Maybe, but I've been forced <laughs> yeah. not to. To even look at that photo. Yeah. Everyone's flexing. Yeah. Hugh yeah. Jackman could break you in half with one hand. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. You don't put your muscles up next to fucking Wolverine. No, you, you don't. hide in the corner and try not to cry about the fact that if if he so you are only alive in that moment because he let you be. Do you reckon, do you reckon Jackman picked up the newspaper, saw Disney buys Fox, and his eyes went ching? Yeah, probably. <laughs> anyway, getting back to the episode before we get too derailed, uh, doubles the price because he's now dead, which is fair. Things are worth more. <laughs> Not when it's an eight-year-old It's girl. cruel. <laughs> Straight in front of her, yes. Oh, he's dead. Might be fair in a free market economy, but not on any ethical sense. What's crueler is when she leaves and Burns teases her with the money, as funny as it is. Well, what's really drives, funny? Drive, Smithers, drive. Am I the only one that thought that was going to be Bart? Bart what? Teasing someone with the money, because it's off camera. And I mean, you might, have been, that, no. you might have been watching that thinking it was Burns, but you got Bart, who's got 500 bucks. No idea what to do with it. Of course he would do that. But then the fact that you yeah. get... The fact that it is Burns is hilarious because Burns, what I want to know is how many times is he doing this? In, his, <laughs> in, in a day, in a week, in a year, it's in his life. It's voice too. Yeah. Drive! Yeah. <laughs> He'd be going everywhere. Excuse me, my good man. I have $500 to blow. What have you got? Behold, the ultimate pug. I'll take it. <laughs> Just no hesitation but I'll take it this Bart in that moment Is me As a 10 year old When I got any money Straight to like Card mania or whatever Which is yeah, now okay. I'd be like I've got money to blow What do you got I don't care what it is You know. I think it, me as a kid I never bought Collectibles I didn't get okay. cards I'd, uh, Very occasionally I'd get comic books But more often than not For me it was just lollies I think yep. My money went on Snacks and foodstuffs What was your favourite lolly As a kid Fizzes 
I love the, Zappos. The, the green Zappos? strips, yeah, Zappos are good as well. But um, remember fags? Yeah, I yeah I really liked fags when I was a kid. Big Boss. Never had Big Boss. Okay, I was only a fags man. Okay, for people overseas, fags mini. Are they called fads now. They do call them fads yeah, now, yeah, yeah. and they don't have the. They used to have a little bit of red painted on the tip of them to make it look like you were actually smoking. Really? Yeah. Like make it look they like it was did on fire. Too, yeah. But no, um, fizzes I found were the perfect combination of chewy, sour, sweet, and lastable. Were they like, like the oh, there was like zombie chews. Mm, no, I haven't had a zombie chew before. Okay, that was, but what I was going to say, yeah. I'm not done on fizzes. Yeah, you yet. go, go, go. <laughs> um, like your red skin break your tooth. Like it, it was too hard. Fizzes, I do remember fizzes. Fizzes yeah. were like the red skin length. Oh, thinner, weren't they? Yeah, thinner, yeah. but yeah. Lasted a bit better. Zombie chews are fizzes but bigger. Okay. Just wider and longer. Yeah, yeah, right. Still thin. Yeah, yeah, that were good. There was another one that came along that had sherbet inside it. That's zombie chews. Oh, that was zombie chews. Yes. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. you had to kind of like work your way through yeah, the yeah, outer yeah. edge and then you get this explosion of just like oh, sherbet yes. everywhere. I think it was the, the sense of a zombie chewing through a head getting to the brains. Right. Zombie, zombie chews. Okay. That's just what I'm thinking. If, anyway. if you want to go with that. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bart then goes into the store, set, sees Lisa outside the window. So he's seen the pog, looks out the window, and he's just between mm. a rock and a hard place. What yep. do I do? I really want the pog, but I also want to help my sister because I know that she really wants it. So he's, you don't see him buy it. You just cut to Lisa sad. Yeah. Lisa, look what I got. This is a great Bart moment. Uh, it is, but the only thing that I yeah. didn't like about it is he was being a bit showy with that look what I've got. I'd have maybe preferred it to be a, if Bart had just started a bit Slipped more. under the door? Yeah, something a bit more downcast. Something that was in. I'm doing this entirely for you. Coming in with Lisa, look what I got, is making it a little bit about him. That is true. Yeah, it's yeah. nitpicking, but it would have. I feel it would have made it a better moment had he just been. Had he just said it and tried to get out of the room without her even knowing, and then have her catch it at the last second and then go, "You did this for me." Yeah, that would have been a, a better way to play that. Would have even been nicer for her to never know how it got there. Just come into the door been, and, yeah. Bart, and Bart just lets, lets lets it slide, never actually gets the glory for it. Mm. Yeah, it would have been nice. And then like maybe as it's being played, just this little satisfied moment for him. Or even maybe she she sees him and she sort of goes, you? And there's just and, a knowing look. Yeah. Just doesn't look, even say a and word. And just closes his bedroom door. Yeah. yeah something like that. Yeah. Mm. That would have been nice. True. But it's still, it's, it's nice what he did. It though. is still, yeah. oh yeah, no, it's a, it's a brilliant act. $500 is like a million dollars to a 10-year-old. But anyway, so Lisa takes the uh, record to the station and they give her a little radio so she can try and listen to it. She's, what, 10 metres outside the station. She still can't hear it. This, the reception is terrible. Then you don't realise this is actually bleeding gums, but you just think it's divine intervention coming down, lightning strikes the station, and all of a sudden the whole town can hear it. Yeah. And it just the sound is very cool. And the moment for her of like, you know, I did the best I could. She's walking to a point that she's not even going to be able to hear it anymore, basically. Yeah. And then, yeah, just... She tried. And then it, it is actually, it's a really nice piece of music. I, yes, I don't know is. if it says anything in production on the Wikipedia no, it doesn't, about, no, no. was this an original piece or did they find it from something or anything along those lines? No, it doesn't say anything on there, no. It doesn't necessarily say to me sex on the beach or even sax on the beach. This says more sax in a quiet, um, quiet like New York diner style. You have cafe, a, yeah. Yeah, you're having coffee and um and cheesecake at one thirty in the morning with smoke filling the air in the room. Everyone's wearing... Kramer skull and beers in the background. Everyone, No, no, no. That's too manic. <laughs> yes. Everyone's wearing top hats. No one's looking each other in the eye and everyone's got their heads down. That's the sort of vibe <laughs> that I I get from this bit of music. So, everyone's heard it. Lisa's... She's, that was for you, Bleeding Gum. She's finally succeeded in what she wanted to do. And then we get... As 
over the top and unrealistic and as ridiculous as the ending of this episode is, you cannot help but get swept up in it, can you? Mm. It's fucking great. It's really good and funny as well. It gives you you goosebumps. I got goosebumps watching this again today mm. and it just leaves you with a big smile on your face. It does, yeah. Um, But like I said, you've made an old jazz man happy. You know, nice moment. Oh, he he says it there. He doesn't say it back in the hospital. You're right. Yeah. 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 Then... Um, James L. Jones busts in on the action. <laughs> this is the tidbit. That was actually Harry Shearer. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Ah. James L. Jones has been on the show, but that was Harry they Shearer get him for being that. James L. Jones. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, still, he does a very good job. Yeah. And the last one is just James L. Jones. And the Kimba Simba moment. Yes. Now, you're aware of the yeah. controversy there. Kimba yeah. the White Lion, which um, as much as people want, like everyone internally always claims that, no, we, we had no idea we, that We didn't even know what that was. That's, uh, wow. That's like if I completely on my own went... I'm going to make a painting of a woman and I'm going to call it the... Um, Mona Liza. Ma- Mona Liza. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she'll be a brunette and she'll, you know, wherever you are in the room, she's going to... Her eyes will follow you. Yes. Oh, what do you mean that's a thing? Yeah. I didn't know. The, 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 there's actually storyboards or sketches before the film was properly made, The Lion King, where Simba is actually a white lion. Yeah, that doesn't help either. That does not help things at all, though. And speaks Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, the last one was actually just James L. Jones saying this is CNN. So they got him for that. No, no, what? no. It was just it was James. Oh, L. sorry, it's just his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> was it Luke? I am not your father. It was Darth Vader? Was it? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they leave. I am your father. I am your father. Sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have changed that moment in yes. the movie so much. <laughs> Luke, I am not your father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Fucking Sandra Sully with the late news. <laughs> Lightsaber to the face, bitch. <laughs> Exclusive here. <laughs> so, you think a great bait and switch too, where he says, I can't stay. I've got to go. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm leaving. Then once more. Oh, the what the heck? One more time from the top. And Lisa, the way Yali says, yay. It's, yeah. just, it's an eight-year-old girl. Yeah. Just full of just Full happiness. of enthusiasm. Yeah. She's just so happy. And, and then, then all of that happy carries into the song. And I like that you actually get a slightly different vibe from this playing the song yeah. and probably a slightly different performance in the song than what you get during the hospital. Because you're feeling, you're feeling happiness. Yeah. And yet, you actually should listen to it through the entire credits, because at the end, she says, one more time. Oh, come on, Lisa. I got a date with Billie Holiday. Yeah, it's um, an amazing ending. I think I've, and I've mentioned this numerous times, the Lisa episodes, they just get me every time now. Yeah. Just Lisa's wedding, Lisa the vegetarian. Mm-hmm. They all have such an emotionally driven fucking That's happy what we spoke about in the Christmas episode. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just came back to me. We, we, we had the wives we had, Yeah, yeah we, Ash and Nicola talking about... Well, it was interesting. A number of different things, but yeah. um, their perspective on Lisa's wedding, which we wanted to do a couple of weeks ago, but we thought we'd get them back, and it yes. was really great. Yep. What did we learn, Palmer? So, what did you learn from the episode, Mitch? Um, no one ever suspects the butterfly. That's true. I learned that morning radio DJs need to be more like Hans Molman. <laughs> Just slow them down. Marty Sheargold is pretty close, I reckon. Yeah. He's Arvo, but still. Javale! <laughs> Javale is here! Ooh! Alrighty, time for the mailbag. What do you got for us, Mitch? Um, this episode just leaves me so happy. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, Don't give us anything negative from the mailbag. Oh, I'll throw it out. If anyone wants this as a more convenient way to listen and they're not aware, because a couple of people have either emailed or tweeted about this, yeah. we're on Spotify. Yes. You can now listen so to much easier. Four Finger Discount on Spotify. Yep. Also, too, we just whacked up on Patreon our 60-minute-plus review of Star Wars The Last Jedi. So, mm-hmm. if you're a fan of that and you want to... You've got or $2 even if you're spare. just curious, yeah. even if you, if you either... It is spoiler-filled, It's spoiler-filled, so, you know, if you don't want it spoiler, don't listen to it yet. Watch it, come back, listen to it. If you don't care about spoilers, then... Because 
it's funny. Like, sometimes I don't mind. Like, I would listen to a full-on Justice League review well before seeing Justice League, and it actually put me more in a mood to see the movie because some of the better bits were spoiled. And I was like, oh, fuck, that sounds cool. And then even if something was a little bit average, I'm like, well, that's fine because the cool thing's coming. Yeah, yeah, like, it, I, I was looking forward to the shit that was going to kick yep. ass. And we had our friend Guy Davis, local movie reviewer, mm-hmm. on the show. It was interesting, too, because we had three different sort of perspectives of the movie, didn't we? Yeah, um... I, and I feel like three different kind of ends... Well, you can't have three ends of the spectrum. That's a stupid sentence. Um, I love it. I, I really, really had a fucking great time watching the movie. I think Guy was probably somewhere in the middle. I feel like he was... He had one foot near the camp. Yeah. Um, I feel like he may have been slightly closer to my view of it as an overall movie. And then he was a Star Wars fan, maybe felt a little bit let down by some of the things that yeah. happened in that. But as I said, in, I mentioned in the review, if you're a Star Wars fan, you didn't like it, go back and watch it, but turn off the Star Wars fanboy inside of you. Yeah. Because I don't have a Star Wars fanboy inside exactly, of me, yeah. so I went, this is a fucking great movie. Yeah. Cool. Well, what have we got for the mailbag this week, Mitch? Don't forget, if you want your question read out, mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. We read all your emails, and even if you just want to send us a message, we read them all, and we love hearing where you guys are listening to the show, who you're listening to the show with. We just love to hear from all the listeners. So, mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au, or a quicker way to get in contact with us is just on Twitter, isn't it, Mitch? Especially when you've got 280 characters now. Yeah, you can like almost send whole sentences through on Twitter now. It's really exciting. Okay, Jeremy George writes in uh, asking... Obviously, Bart versus Australia is the best Simpsons are going to another country or state yep. episode. What is your second favourite? Um, Mine's 30 Minutes Over Tokyo. That's about season eight, mm-hmm. season nine-ish, where they go to Japan. I don't think it's as early as season eight. Season nine must be. Yeah, okay. Um, that's Is that the Mr. Sparkle leads to them? No, Mr. Over? Sparkle is, that- is uh, Marge, where she's a listen lady. Okay. No, it's where they, they go there because Homer wins free tickets oh, to go. Oh, it's the game show or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that, isn't it? Yeah, okay. yeah. But uh, That's one of those ones that I've seen and I know and it's floating around somewhere in the top of my head, but it's not as deeply ingrained. The Brazil one's pretty good. Well, this is uh, that was Jeremy's mention. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brazil. I like the story of Homer getting kidnapped. I think it's Homer and... Is that just Homer? Yeah, it's just Homer gets kidnapped. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Yeah. Um, if we, one of his quotes that he liked, I have the I have a bladder that is I have a bladder the size of a Brazil nut. We just call them nuts here, yeah. which which reminds me of um, Brazilian uh, shape. A guy that I worked with uh, a little while ago named Joey, who was Chinese, one day eating some sweet and sour pork. I was like, "Hey, what you got there, Joey?" He said, uh, "Just some Chinese food, or as I call it, food." <laughs> um, mine would be little little Lisa goes to Washington. Okay, well, so Miss Lisa country, but Miss, sorry, Miss Lisa. Well, he, he does say another state. Okay, so I'm going to. Oh, it's just another state. I thought it was country. Sorry. Um, they actually let the state in many. Oh, City of New York versus Homer Simpson. That's a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. Yeah, Capital City, Dancing Homer. Yeah, that's a really good story. Is it? And we've we've covered obviously the last portion is outside of Springfield, obviously in that one. But it is only the last portion. But I mean, the whole thing is about his rise to Capital City. So even though they don't spend a lot of time there, it plays a big role in the overall movie. Yeah. Um. Episode. <laughs> sorry, episode. I've I've elevated that massively. <laughs> Um, but thanks for the question, Jeremy. I think someone emailed us about the board game that you were trying to discuss. A lot of people wrote in about the board game yeah. from a couple of weeks ago. It was called Forbidden Bridge. It looks fun. And there's the ad for it that's on YouTube. I haven't watched that. I just saw a picture. I'm like, I want to play this game. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty cool. And um, The YouTube ad actually does show a bit of the gameplay. You see it uh, quite well. I miss those sorts of ads where there's acting in between and kids are like, they're playing the game and then they're in fucking costume and they're on like a set somewhere <laughs> that is like the game world. 
and then they're back to being in their lounge room. Like that, that is a really cool way to. I remember when I was a kid watching that shit, and I was like, "Oh yes!" At the start of Star Wars, actually, they did one, um, and it, it made me realize this is the first time I've seen it in a long time where there's a kid playing with like a X-wing or something like that, and then he's wearing a helmet and he's in a fucking cockpit as he's playing that, like you know, X-wing flying yeah, around yeah. all over the place, which I thought was very, very cool. Yeah. Did you hear about the guy that uh, there was one email I read, read where he said that he did Bill Earns and no one got it and they heckled him for it and he didn't and it made him really upset. I do remember vaguely seeing that. I'm going to find an email. Here it is. Here it is. It's from Jack Squat. So he said, after listening to your- <laughs> Jack Squat. Yeah. <laughs> Can't be a real name. I know, right? After listening to your podcast of A Star as Burns, I was reminded of an event which still leaves me furious to this day. I'm a variety performer from Scotland specializing in cult-themed burlesque, boylesque acts. Boylesque. Does he mean burlesque? Boylesque? Well, I- Google s- boylesque. Uh, I'm afraid. <laughs> Anyway, I'll continue. <laughs> One year, I was invited to perform my Doof Warrior from Mad Max act at Granite City Comic Con, Aberdeen. The MC for the night was doing a bit where he what? got the. Aud- That's just a lot of naked men, Dan. Oh, don't do that then. Don't do that, people listening. The MC for the night was doing a bit where he got the audience to. I'm not looking, Mitch. Oh, good lord. Is that the guy that we're talking about? I don't know. It's a guy. <laughs> the MC for the night was doing a bit where he got the audience to boo him. From the safety of the wings, I yell out, I was saying, Burns. Mm-hmm. The room fell into what I can only describe as a disgusted silence. It Ke- was so quiet that I could hear each smart-ass remark where one person scoffed, a Simpsons reference, a Comic-Con, too much laughter. I've lost him. He's just enthralled by the many penises that are now on his screen. No, no, no. There's no penises in the photos. This is all safe for work material. It's, it's quite tasteful nudity. Um, what I got excited about there was that I just saw New York Boylesque Festival. Is that not where he just said he was? No, it was in Aberdeen, Granite City. Oh, okay. Damn. <laughs> you thought you'd found him? But as I said, Dando, it's it's all quite tasteful. Oh, that is... <laughs> yeah. Um, it's got me intrigued. I want to go watch a boylesque thing. Um, but no, on the, on the whole... There's nothing wrong with yelling at a Simpsons reference. Anyway. It's their fault for not getting it. You can it. do it at a funeral for all I care. Um, that was the right time to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Have you ever used a Simpsons quote and no one's understood it? I don't think I have. No, I don't it's very so. hard, especially if you're with people from our but, age. Yeah, bracket. but I mean, I say I forget so many of the things that I say that it's I, I have a really bad memory for this sort of shit. I'll yeah, be yeah. perfectly honest. Someone else would probably have a great story about a time that I threw one out there and it fell flat, and yeah. then I had to flounder my way through. And twenty minutes later, it's just gone. I've forgotten. You know what I just realised? This guy's boy last name would have been Jack Squat. Oh yeah, that's probably very true. It's all making sense. <laughs> Next question, Mitch. Um. I've actually just found a question from uh, way back in August mm. from Colin Munro. And he's saying, my question to you is, what do your partners think of your podcast? Are they supportive of your endeavors or do they roll their eyes and barely tolerate your antics? Or were they perhaps initially skeptical, but have warmed to it over time now that you've succeeded and built up such a following? My answer to that would be find out next week. Yes. Listen to next week's show. We had the girls on and let's just say they've very, been very supportive of us. Haven't of they? course they have. Yeah. Ash has been absolutely beautiful. She never really, like, I mean, I... It might only be one or two nights a week, but it's a lot of time. Like, that one or two nights is time. Like, there's an hour or so of travel, and it probably means I'm not eating with her and all that sort of stuff. So, there's a lot of time away from her. You'd obviously have a lot of time in this room where Nicola has to, I don't know, um, Thankfully, watch I bought TV. this laptop about two months ago. Because with, when I did have the laptop, I was, as Mitch said, I was stuck in this room. But at least mm. now I can be out in the kitchen table doing things whilst, Mitch, yeah. uh, whilst Nicola's out there. Now, you obviously th- think very much like this Colin guy because his next thing was, would you consider for, Mitch one, is of, great. for <laughs> one of the next one of the episodes in season six, because it's obviously way back before mm. we even started, I think, to do a podcast with your partners as special guests. 
and do an episode, perhaps one such as Bart's girlfriend or Lisa's wedding. Well, we did that, didn't we? Oh, that, gonna... Yeah, no, th- that was why I wanted to get her in. I read that email and went, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I should do that. But you never mentioned it on the show. Okay, no. so it wasn't your idea. <laughs> you stole Colin's idea, but Colin, you're now getting the... Uh, the kudos that you deserve. Colin Munro, we did that. Inspiration can come from anywhere, mate. <laughs> next, next week's show, you'll hear the girls chatting about Lisa's wedding. And it's very interesting to hear from a girl's perspective, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Um, and then, the, yeah. It made me think we should get them on more often. It, maybe once or twice a season, just and, and in an episode. Just occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I learned to point the mic in the right direction. Uh, yeah, that'd help. Or we bought, might need to buy a fourth, fourth microphone. microphone. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> there's a lot of off-camera. Uh, off-camera. There's a lot of off-microphone conversation. There's a lot of post-editing that need to be done. <laughs> Okay, these aren't questions, but I'm going to end the mailbag with a few stories that have come in from... Ending it. Thomas Past. And, yeah, ending it. And, guys, please, get some questions in. We've got shitloads here that you've skipped over, by the way. Uh, if I've skipped them, often there's a reason. No, we'll, we'll, <laughs> so, we will get back to them over time. <laughs> uh, maybe we will, maybe I'll, we won't. I'll, I'll, over my Christmas break, I'll go through and pick out the ones that are worth. There's a lot of emails... A lot of them, sometimes the same question gets asked five or six times. So, if you haven't been read out, don't stress. We've just... It's been done. Or sometimes I just don't have anything interesting to say. I'll write back to as many as I can over my break. No, you've made that promise before. No, I haven't. Yes, you have. I did write back. You promised that we would write back to every single one. And I went, ooh, that's logistically tough. Well, I've 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 written back to probably 40 in the last two weeks. Okay. Well, pat on the back to you. Effort. Effort. Anyway, continue. A a free pups to use. Um. Uh, so anyway, Thomas Pass, thank you very much for writing in. He's just, um, he basically had been saving up a few stories and then decided I'm going to unveil all of them in one go. Um, so the first one, actually, no, I might save the first until last. Kick off with my two cents. I miss my two cents. So do I. I, I want to hear stories of people being cheap. I'm Kent Bruckman and that was my two cents. So this is a story about Tom dobbing in, dobbing in himself for his own embarrassing uh, My Two Cents moment. He has a pot of chewing gum on his desk at work and for some time has refilled the pot with packets of gum instead of buying a new pot each time. Now, I don't... How do you... What? I guess this is like one of those extra pots. You know, like how you can get the extra in a container. It's got a little flip-top lid. Ah, uh, yeah. But where do you get the ones outside of the... Well, what's the point in replacing the pod? Well, we'll get... Okay. So rather than just go out and buy a new pod... He buys the packets because the packets are, quote, 12p cheaper. Okay. 12 cents he's yeah, saving. Yeah. Or 12 pence, yeah. Which well, is the equivalent of about 25, 25 20 cents, cents here. 20 yeah. cents here. Yeah. Um, so, his colleague had asked, why aren't you just buying a new one when they watched him, like, emptying a packet into the thing? And that, that was, he went, oh, because this is 12p cheaper. And then, <laughs> and then stopped and went, oh, good Lord. Just said it out loud. <laughs> what am I doing? Um so I, I but just, if he did that ten times a year, that's saving a dollar twenty, one pound twenty. Yeah, exactly. And you know that lady, this gum's putting myself through college. Yep. Um, I, I just love it when everyone, whenever anyone has the courage to dump themselves in it, it's always very entertaining. Um, number three, he titles story number three, but we're reading is number two. Northern Lights. His wife Sarah is heavily involved in girl guides in the UK mm-hmm. and volunteers with two different groups. One evening, the guides were making large pictures out of various materials. Two of the three groups were uh, were making good progress. The third was lagging behind and was looking a bit messy. Sarah went over and asked if they needed any help. They replied they did not and that they were making a beach scene. Sarah asked what that was above the sea and the eight-year-old girl replied, Aurora Borealis. (laughs) Sarah, um, Sarah being a big Simpsons fan as well, was really tempted to reply, Aurora Borealis! At this time of the day, located specifically in this hall at this time of year, however thought that the reference would be probably lost on someone born in 2009. That would be, yes. Yeah, that's a fair point. But still hilarious and you should have done it. Yeah. And the final one, like this is one of those classic 
I say potato, you say potato moments of Australia versus English culture. In one episode, I believe I remember Dando regaled us with the story when his friend visited a brothel. In the story, oh, he mentions yeah. having to put on the communal thong. Yep. Now, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thongs. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, in the UK, a thong is a very, very different thing indeed. Um, yeah, I know that. You know why? Because when I went and met Nicola's dad, her real dad, who was very, very proper. Yeah. I said, um, I need to go to the shop and buy some thongs. Yeah. Didn't go down very well. Yeah, good. <laughs> um, anyway, so, yeah, he, he heard that story and thought, wow, I knew Australians knew how to party, but jeez. <laughs> so, that is the end of the mailbag. Thank you very much, Tom, for saving me with... Uh, I, I had nothing to bring to the table and you've brought three good stories. Thank you. The mailbag's been sealed up for 2017. We're done for the done year. dusted. Let's give our thank yous to all the people out there listening each and every week, the thousands upon thousands of people who download and stream the show. We love them all, don't we, Mitch? Every single one yes, of you. Yes, we and would not I be here without each and every one of you. be sending you all Christmas cards. Bold statement. May not happen. <laughs> So, as we said, though, really do appreciate your support, guys. You're all champions. If spread the word to all your Simpsons-loving friends. Let them know that cause we want 2018 to be bigger than 2017, which is going to be a very hard task considering, considering we released the book this year. Yeah, I mean, I guess that can only mean we have to direct a movie of some kind. Uh, the next step is to become writers on the show. All right, we can go that way. That could be a goal. So far, everything that Every, we've thrown yeah, out on the episode ridiculous. has worked. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's interview Harry Shearer. That'll never happen. By the end of 2018, Simpsons will, a Simpsons episode will have been written, not not actually produced, just written. Written. <laughs> by Dando and Mitch. Yeah. By Mitch and Dando. Maybe not even read by anyone in the staff on the show. But we wrote one. But we'll, it will be written. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll catch you in 2018. Happy holidays. Shh.